Welcome to the Story Tinker Podcast, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, mainly from Webtoon. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep in every episode, analyzing character struggles, relationship development, and of course, theories. We also interview people working in creative industries. You can follow the Story Tinker on YouTube, podcast platforms, and social media. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. We're really appreciative of your likes, subscribes, follows, comments, and ratings on all platforms. Thanks for listening to the Story Tinker, and let's get started. And welcome to episode 157 of Let's Play. And today we have Erin and Jen and Sabra. Hello. Hello. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we left off last time with Charles being super freaked out about the blood drive. And that is where we continue. We see the building and we see Charles in his office. And uh, Umed is like, Charles, good buddy. You seem kind of, kind of dashed out of the meeting in a hurry. And Charles is totally pretending. He's like, I'm perfectly fine, Umed. I simply left the meeting in a timely manner. And he is shaking all over. Denial, denial, denial. (laughs) (laughs) Umed's like, are you sure? Because you're also talking in like a half octave higher than usual. And now Mangi does something really brilliant with visualization. Like, oh, this is so good. Right? Don't feel ridiculous. <laughs> it goes from like a, a total octave lower, yeah, right? It's not more. So I don't know if that's how much octave is. I love the visual. I'm a the musical music. person, so that's just the staffs are brilliant. Oh. And those totally made it go that way in my head too. Exactly. When I was reading yeah. it, the voice in my head. brilliant. <laughs> don't don't be ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it was a great way to visually indicate it. it oh so good oh I love it I <sighs> I really love the fact that Mongi has shown us how much anxiety he's going through right now I really think it's awesome how similar he and Samara actually are I kind of had this inkling when we saw the very first flashback of his when he was kind of nerdy mm-hmm. uh, coming home from work into his house and I'm like I bet they have a lot more in common than we think. And his anxiety is uh, very reminiscent of the episode way back when, when she was having that panic attack uh, from the idea of speaking to people she doesn't know professionally. And it kind of makes me realize why he was so good at helping calm her down. Mm. Yeah, the, the shaking, the sweating. I mean, you can see in that and panel. how he notices these things. He notices it because, yeah, he experiences him. it too. Yeah, so it's just he puts like up that. a better mask. He's probably just been doing yeah. it longer. He seems to me like the type of person who's like a closet nerd <laughs> and totally like puts up that front of like I have to be this type of person or. I'm going to sink into this hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to, I'm kind of trying to visualize what Control's doing right now. <laughs> like, what is, con- <laughs> Control is trying to, like, grapple with all of these emotions. I can just see Control just going berserk right now. Oh, yeah, Control is scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Control has anxiety right now. <laughs> Definitely. My dog just woke up a toy hold on sir (laughs) 
I have a little robot toy my kids were playing with and they turned it on oh no control is like scrambling and anxiety is just like tapping it on the shoulder in the background like sucking on his face like anxiety would sometimes (laughs) I could just see that oh god this is like Lamar's panic attack on steroids right here (laughs) yeah yeah do you guys really relate to this like have, have anyone experienced something like this I've had one panic attack in my life that I can recall. I've never had a panic attack before, except this one instance. And it was the weirdest experience of my life. I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw something that made me break. And I hid under a table. And I was in college at the time. I hid under a table and started to cry and just shake. And looking back on it now, I'm like, why did that affect? I mean, it was not fun, but why did it affect me so much? So, yeah. I'm having that happen that, regularly that like your stomach bottoms out feeling and like that yeah. kind of cold sweat panic pass over but it usually passes pretty quickly I don't think I've ever oh, had no. a true panic attack I have panic attacks <laughs> they are not fun um and they basically I have what's called anxiety induced asthma from them because uh-huh. I hyperventilate hey, so I like can't tomorrow, right uh-huh <laughs> but um like the way he's panicking is totally different than the way I panic. So <laughs> I definitely saw a difference there because he's like, he's a runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, ru- he's a, he's a run and I hide. To, yeah. As we I see here. Myself from the situation <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah. That's so. GTFO <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. before it gets worse. So that's his plan. He's like, <laughs> I thought he said foolish. I meant to call in sick today, but I was distracted by Samara. So yeah, he was <laughs> he was planning on avoiding it, which yeah is hilarious. I, I can't see you know it's just so not different than what I what, we, what all of us have seen with Charles. He's like always in control, like you know responsible, and like he's the manager, and he's like always you know puts work first. And now he's like oh, he was totally gonna lie his pants out. <laughs> but I think it's it's something like that because I had a I had a slightly similar situation happen. I was. Uh, at the beach with some friends and we were out clamming and I stepped on something in the water and I noped right out. I, I don't like, nope, I specifically nope, nope, nope. don't like the oceans because there are things in it. So yeah, I was just like, nope. And I like, I hightailed it back to the car. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Peace out. And my friends were shocked. They were like, I didn't know you didn't like I never saw this side of you in the like six so or seven you're, years. You're you're a closet phobe as well, <laughs> just yeah, like so Charles, like, right? And it was and again, I, like I stepped on something. My it was that stomach bottom out. Like my whole body was just like, nope. I <laughs> hackles were up, and I was just like, I will meet you at the car. I will drive us all home when you're ready. Just come and find me. You know where we parked. <laughs> uh, but hey, at least he can keep his head while he's in this. Like. Just not as octave down, right? Just yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, he's God. Doing, yeah, he's, he's doing, he's definitely doing some thinking. He's like, and what is this? Leave the charge, Tosh. There's no <laughs> way Samuel could be on to me. Has he noticed I've missed every blood drive since I started working here? He's like conspiracy theorizing here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably because I'm acting in his local, as his local while he's away. He's like, actually, it's not too late to claim I'm ill. I'm willing to say I have explosive diarrhea. Then guess me out of giving blood. It can explain why I had to dash from the meeting. Okay, that's a level. That is a level of desperation. Yes, he is. This, 
oh, man, you know, I have to admit, this is kind of a surprising uh, thing for him because he's a fencer. Does he not deal with blood on a regular basis? I don't he's think it's blood. I think it's the needles. This is the needles. It's a giant needle. <laughs> it's different. Okay. It is different. I've been told it's different. Okay. My, my husband is just... fine with swords, but not needles. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've got and a story for when we get there later. <laughs> no, you're, you're probably right. Cause my brother, my older brother, he hates needles. He has a big phobia of needles. Um, not this bad. <laughs> but uh you're right he's he doesn't have a thing with blood it's it, he's not afraid of blood he's afraid of needles so that makes sense yeah but explosive diarrhea charles really <laughs> oh i know this poor guy he's like he went from like dignified and it's also so different from our image of him because he's always so dignified i mean the man's like wearing a three-piece suit right now or whatever two-piece and like you know but he's just willing to go like do anything to get out of it i really think this is so so cool her writing Mongi's writing is really incredible because she totally did this on purpose when she first introduced us to Charles she drew him like the villain she drew him the way um Mr. Young sees him you know so we would see him that way you know we would see him as the villain and his nose is up in the air and he only cohorts with questionable women and and things like that and it's not until we get these little snippets that we start seeing the um the true side of Charles that he keeps keeps under wraps. First, we see the the Charles that's um, kind of sad because we get a glimpse that he he had a uh, a marriage that went went down. Then we see a glimpse of him being very caring as he's helping Samara. And now we're starting to see his level of intimacy and and becoming more attached to Samara. And now we're seeing his panic side, and he is he is so under wraps. Control had so much work to do trying to keep him stoic the way we see him when we first read it. I mean, you go back and read the beginning of Let's Play, and I don't recognize Charles at all. It's like, that's just not who he is because we've seen so much now. And, and we're, we're seeing him start to come undone, and you're seeing like his hair start to, to come mm-hmm. unplastered. and it's just like you know you're starting to see him fray at the edges a little bit and it's like I mean I think I would say that most of us probably prefer messy hair Charles anyway (laughs) but you know I think I would prefer slicked back to Charles uh if I could do the messing (laughs) right yeah yeah he can he can be he can be in his suit and tie as long as I'm the one that gets to loosen up the tie and mess up the hair Right. I think that's a good deal. Yeah, you like that? I, like that. <laughs> I do. But I also feel like with a lot of the characters, like sometimes we get a little bit of an info dump on who they are and what their personality is. And with him, we're getting more of that, like you're discovering along the journey with Samara. Yeah. And I had so many guesses on what he was going to be like. And I'm just like, I'm so right about you. <laughs> I know you like it. I oh, do. I do. I love my... He's my like, theories. <laughs> I have a theory. I, I've I see Charles as like the Henry Cavill of like let's play because on the outside when you first saw him he was like this like super buff and you'd think he was a jock type of character and then, and then, then computer at home. <laughs> right? <That's laughs> 
and then what? you find out the man plays World of Warcraft or whatever for hours. Mm-hmm. And almost missed one. his Superman. He almost missed the call to, <laughs> that he got cast as Superman because he was doing a World of Warcraft raid. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. I did. I did know that he is a huge Witcher fan, and he keeps trying to get them to change the script. Well, what if we did this to match because, the books? Yeah. Exactly. Actually, in the books, it's like this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, some well, of the actors, the actors have said he quoted Witcher podcast, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. okay. I've been like slightly upset, slightly very obsessed once I once I like watched it which I think I watched because of Let's Play because they some of the producers also um optioned Let's Play from Hive Mind something like that it was some, oh. some way it was related so I started listening to interviews with Lauren which she's not even part of Hive Mind just other producers but I started listening to interviews with the showrunner and she was talking about The Witcher and I was like oh this sounds great so I watched The Witcher and then since then it's been it's been ridiculous. Oh, I loved Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. As a bona fide fantasy nerd who's read the books and watched the show, I need to read the books. I know. The I books have... are so good. So it's good. It's on my list. I had no idea it even existed until I'm like, what am I going to watch? Well, he's cute. But they, <laughs> right? But they are translated to, from another language to uh, English. Yeah. So they're Russian some is translations. It? Polish. Things. Yeah. Okay, something yeah, like that. Polish. Polish, Polish, that's it. Polish, yes. Yeah, so there are some like translation things where I'm like, that sentence doesn't sound right, but I'm sure it is right. (laughs) But we're talking about let's play, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yes. Sorry, laptop. No, no. (laughs) It was a good comparison, though. It is. I I have some. I still have two podcasts left to record. So if you want to do a Witcher podcast with me, oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Well. Back to this. So basically, he's like, "Okay, we're we're going with the explosive diarrhea line. That's perfect." He slams his laptop shut, lifts it, and like, I was like, "Is he breaking it? Like, what's wrong?" <laughs> no, he just slams it into his backpack briefcase. There's briefcase, that- yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't even see his eyes. They're just like <gasps> I zoomed yeah. in on that. I was like, "What is he? Do- oh my god, he's feral." <laughs> I, I was like, is this part of your plot? Like, like break your laptop? Is that with the, the sound of the explosive? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I oh got to escape! <laughs> the first time I read through, I didn't even realize that was his briefcase. And I'm like, why are you breaking your laptop? That's expensive. Right? I thought he was throwing the it. The like, getting ready to throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I'm leaving right now. That is a hell of a way to quit. Laughing at poor Charles. It's a very Mr. Young moment. Like (laughs) that's the kind of thing I would totally see him doing. You know what? One thing that I did say a long time ago. You just reminded at me. Theories. I love my theories. I actually thought when we when we saw. Sorry, I can't. I can't shut up. I don't know why you have me. Maybe it's just because I can't shut up. Uh, Neither can um, we. It's fine. (laughs) Friends for left forever. All right. So. when we had Charles and Mr. Young in that in his office, and we see what happened to um, Mr. Young, and then we also see what happens to Charles with his wife leading him, I kind of thought, you know what? I kind of feel like Charles was more like Mr. Young, like he loved, like Mr. Young would love, and I kind of felt like if Mr. Young's wife um, did what. Charles's wife did that he would break like Charles Mm -hmm. did he would have to shut down because it would be too much emotion to cope 
And I, that's what yeah. Charles did. There was just too much. And so that's when control had to take over because he could not function. I mean, Mr. Young can hardly function on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, if, if something just really tragic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's right. not even really worried about her being unfaithful or anything like that. He's just worried that something would happen to her. So I just see the similarities between those two and also between Sam and Charles. I really think that they're a lot more similar. And if they had similar experiences, they probably would have handled them in similar ways. Mm. All right, I I'll shut up. <laughs> Actually, I won't shut up because I think it's my turn. <laughs> oh. Thanks for humoring me, guys. I appreciate it. I feel so loved. All right. Why we're all here is all these theories. <laughs> Love my theories. Okay. All right. Samara's a grown woman. She can fend for her. She can, she can find her own way home. But I have to get out of here. And he's turning the doorknob and he's opening the door. He's looking down. He's just sweating. Uh, all I have to do, he's just thinking this. All I have to do is act casual and no one will notice me slipping away. Right. <laughs> he literally runs into Samara. And he's just frozen. Frozen you can in even place. hear the tires screech <laughs> in his brain. <laughs> oh, damn. She's right there. Look. <laughs> And she's, and just, she's startled too. Hey guys, like he's startled. He must have he must have been really stealthy. You'd probably just open the door and go right in front of her face. He just appeared out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. This right. happens to us all the time at the, the the studio Jen and I work at. Like, cause we'll be coming in and out with laundry and sheets. Like someone's coming out with the sheets that they're putting in the laundry. Someone's getting ready to leave with a fresh set of sheets and like we'll go to open the door to the break room where everything is. And so, like you all like at least once a shift you will like startle somebody because the door will open as you go to reach for it and you're like <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the best part is when you it. accidentally hit somebody with the door. Oh boy. <laughs> they're done that. That reminds me of when uh, Sam met Marshall. Remember, he runs into her poop. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. So again, we see that uh, musical staff. So we know tomorrow, Miss Young. Can, can I help you? <laughs> and he. Oh my gosh, the look of pure panic on his face. Oh, oh my goodness. Just, oh it's yeah, great. distress. Yes, radiating yes. from every pore. <laughs> and how funny is it to see the roles reverse? Because we've got Samara who's calm and collected. She does have like one little sweat drop because she is nervous about the blood drive as well. But whoa. <laughs> I feel like she's always nervous when she talks to him a little bit because she's like, uh, what I if I say the wrong me. thing? <laughs> yeah, I really honestly cannot wait to see how they interact with each other after this whole thing is over mm. and done with oh, like because now so she can't she won't see him up on this pedestal of someone always cool and collected and always in control he's shutting down again yep he's shutting down she will be able to see what's really hiding under the surface and he and won't I, be able to take this back he can't take this he this cannot unsee this and this oh, look no on her back. face you know yeah she's con- it, she's definitely like something's not right here with him like he's got the vibe that he's giving off is not a Charles vibe. She has never seen him like this. Yes. Yeah. She was drunk the last time he was this scared. <laughs> <laughs> when he was, <laughs> you youngs in your sense of intuition. Is, he's <laughs> running out of the pub. <laughs> yep. Grabbing his speech bubbles out of the air. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love so that was another good one. Oh. Yeah. But I think that's the only time we've seen him pretty scared. Not this scared. This is definitely yeah. more scared. All right. <clears throat> um, actually, Charles, I came to check on you. You left quickly from the meeting and I was worried something was wrong. Are you all right? 
I'm, I'm perfectly fine. You need not concern yourself. He's not even looking at her in the eye. <laughs> well, that's when people lie a lot of the time. That's what they do. They look down into the side. I'm yeah, like, and he, I don't think he likes left. to lie. <laughs> Whoa, you changed. Okay. <laughs> well, because I think there was some like study that like people instinctively look to the left mm-hmm. when they lie. Well, because they're using their imagination to try to think of what they're actually going to be saying, as opposed to looking into the other side of the brain, which is your actual memories. Yeah. And I definitely just did the like, he's look he's looking down into the left because I'm like, I'm reorienting myself to the way he's looking. I'm like, he's looking to the left. He's lying. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. <clears throat> All right. So um, now Samara's getting a little nervous too. She's not quite looking him in the eye as well. Oh, okay. In that case, would you be willing to go to the blood drive with me? I'm pretty nervous as I've never been able to donate before. <laughs> Oh, of course, Samara. She's nervous. She's a little nervous. And poor yeah. Charles feels like he has to be the, you know, the calm one, the collected one, but he is dying. It's literally dying here. I mean, we see a trickle of blood coming down. His eyes are all blacked out. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine the role the that he's tiny, trying? The little tiny text that says literally dying. Literally like, dying. I totally missed that. I was actually wondering, Mindy, is this why you brought up the, uh, the, what Americans use uh, in your post? Um, I'm literally, you remember that? And how they use the word literal? It was really, it was really attached to the Witcher. Someone posted. Okay. Like, I was just thinking you know, yeah, of that. Like, I would literally it. die for her. Like, no, you would not literally die for her. Like, like was... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see. So I'm just looking at him. Just, I've got to think of what he's thinking about right now, because he's got this image that he has been trying to hold on to since he started working at Young Technologies. This is why I've been so frustrated with Sam and his relationship, because she doesn't see how she affects him. She, mm. she just Im- imagines it or something like that. You know, she's like, he, he is saying that I'm cute or I'm attractive, but he's not really into me. This is, this is ridiculous. He wouldn't be into me. But because she's got him on this like pedestal that she's artificially put him up so high but he's 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 definitely been doing it to himself that's where Mm -hmm. he kind of wants people to be standoffish to him I think because he doesn't want to get too close to anybody I think Umid is probably his closest friend and even Umid has it doesn't really (laughs) it's not like they hang out on a regular basis but I also um, think she hasn't been exposed to a lot of um interactions with men other than family because she seems to be very sheltered even in college she didn't seem like when they showed her in college she didn't go to like parties and stuff and interact with other people that's true I did think of one thing though because um someone brought up you know just on Facebook on whether or not she should go with Charles if he takes the job or that that kind of thing but it reminded me of how she makes friends uh Mm -hmm. she's really not good with confrontation but everybody loves her when they need her Mm. um and it reminded me that she grew up basically in a hospital her friends Mm. would come and go and she had to make friends with whoever was there at the time i mean she Mm. heard somebody crying outside her door and she just opened her door and and approached them so i think there's definitely some truth in that she's not used to you know men like charles but i think she is used to creating friends and in, in, in 
and new interactions. Then let me amend that too. Like <laughs> she's not used to interacting with men in a way that's outside the scope of like friendship, friendship, you know, yeah, and exactly. that friend zone. People that yeah, she's actually interested in. Interested in, yeah. I mean, she did the in same thing way. with Marshall. She put him on a wicked pedestal until he played mm. the game and mm. gave her a bad refuse essentially and tanked it. And that, I mean, that not only just dropped him, drop kicked him off that pedestal, but it shattered the pedestal. And now she's seeing him as much more of an equal because she now knows him personally and has gotten that, built that relationship back up. But I don't think he'll ever be back on the same level of a pedestal that she has and she's wait this might this whole interaction in this in this episode might help bring charles down a peg or two i think she's still gonna see and him that's a little fine. bit yeah but like hmm. he's not like an angel up on high he's maybe now yes. more in the like okay you're Realm a human normal humanity approachable yeah. zone <laughs> exactly yeah she doesn't have to be so scared of him right they can relate yeah. on so many other levels than she knew i mean let's be real we're gonna see some more similarities here coming coming up Um, and you know I'm going to be bringing that up (laughs) so I just feel like there's I when I see this scene I know it's just a really quick little thing and he's just dying here but I can just imagine on what he feels like he needs to be there for Bunty he needs to be there for her um, because that's how he always has been and he's not having a good time with this (laughs) he's having a hard time being being what sorry I think earlier you said you know he wants to preserve his image so I see it more as like he actually just wants to be there for her like oh absolutely I don't think he's speaking so much about himself and and how she thinks of him I think it's more like oh I want to help her Mm -hmm. no no I absolutely think that he he wants to be there for her he wants to to help her but it's also part of what he's allowed people to see even her what he's allowed her to see all right okay so I'm pretty nervous. I've never been able to donate before. I'm not worried about the needle. I'm just kind of scared I might faint or, or get sick. I don't have the best constitution. And he's just literally dying. It's ironic <laughs> and then what happens later, right? Yes, uh, exactly. That made me grin a little bit just thinking about it. So, so can you come with me it's, if it's not too much trouble? And then, of course, what does she do? She does. We all have to do our, our best impression. She does the bunty eyes. eyes. I, I can't do those like I am <laughs> I can't do those on purpose okay <laughs> my mom trained me well did we also really? did the, the the lip quiver that was a big thing it was like who can do the best lip quiver like the fake cry oh my, I'm <laughs> yeah. so serious me and my wow. mom would like my mom was like I'm so much better than you at this I'm like I, I'm getting better mom we're gonna we're gonna do this toe to toe you know and yeah so <laughs> I don't know if I've actually really ever used the lip quiver it was more just as always as a joke but that's still um, it's oh I it's can do the fake funny. cry I just can't do the will you please come rescue me look <laughs> I need to, I need to get my glasses on. I don't have that in me. <laughs> so funny. I, I'm oh, the total God. opposite. I get very annoyed when people try to help me. Um, I'm like, I don't want to be the damsel in distress. I want to be the knight in shining armor. Like all my exactly. daydreams, you know, when you're like a kid, you watch princess movies, all my daydreams since I was like five was like, I was rescuing the prince. The prince was falling off the cliff and I was rescuing oh. him. I didn't even like think about it. Like in ruminate. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until I found Tamora Pierce as an author. Like I could not, like I hated all of those books because I, I didn't read very much fantasy because 
why the girl the girls are always the ones with the plan why do they look at people and go what do we do now like no man ever has an idea for what to do now in an emergency <laughs> my favorite yeah, book growing true. up one of our favorite books growing up was the paper bag the paper bag princess in which the princess rescues <gasps> herself because the prince is just completely inept yeah <laughs> I love that book no that book is brilliant yeah yes to be fair the doe eyes and the lip quiver can be used for malicious purposes oh, oh I'm sure I just, yeah. Sam, I Sam myself to do it Sam doesn't I have, honestly but... I have tried to weaponize them in, in my in my life <laughs> I think any woman who has mastered doe eyes does manipulate technically we've seen sam kind of manipulate him when she was the zipper was stuck yes yes mm-hmm. she is the doe eyes there so i think she's she's learning how to weaponize her doe eyes if she really knew how it affected him oh my goodness i don't think she, <laughs> i don't i don't think she really realizes how no. good those doe eyes really are for her right now <laughs> not yet at least no 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 he no, doesn't yet. realize she has weaponized them <laughs> <laughs> I just remember back with the like the very first time when uh, he drops her off at home right before Marshall came came out sick or no it was after they took him to the hospital and he kind of I don't like that I'm this inability that's uh, I'm having that I, I can't remember how he says it the, I, I can't say no to her I, I'm not like I'm gonna have to put this to a stop yeah good luck with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he's definitely failed miserably at that so you can (laughs) see the next panel it's it's from samar's perspective looking up at charles (laughs) you you don't have to of course if you would um if you think it would be inappropriate (laughs) my my first thought in this panic look on his face like this is all of the blood has now completely drained out of his head at this point and has has found home elsewhere in his body (laughs) (laughs) probably the first thing that went through my mind for me was that that little kid in the simpsons the that voice the i'm in danger (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome i love oh god oh what was i gonna say that totally made me forget what i was gonna say Oh god! Oh god! Really? It's like Blake. Oh my goodness! What was that? That's awesome. I'm in danger. Oh, not smiling at all. Oh my goodness! So he is just panic stricken. I just think it's awesome that he was willing to use the excuse of explosive freaking diarrhea, (laughs) and now Sam just gives him those doe eyes, and he is just okay. We're doing this. I was surprised. I thought he would be, I thought he was still like high till he like, yes. did not think oh, he was going to be able to stay. <laughs> try to convince her like, no, we don't, we don't need you to do this. We don't You're fine, you. Bunty. You, you've you. gotten a lot stronger lately, you know, like, you know, or, or he could have even got, sure you know, if you're new, if you're nervous, maybe you shouldn't go. I'll stay here with you. You know, he could have taken it so many different directions <laughs> or run to the bathroom. Explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I can't help you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> more tempter with more you know things that you yeah. <laughs> extracurricular oh. yes. yes charles <laughs> we see a dungeons and dragons master with his book charles the bunty has cast doe eyes 
roll a willpower save or succumb to her spell. Awesome. <laughs> we are seeing that was fantastic. I'll let you know if I get contact <laughs> for my <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons master oh. voice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just, I love this. So I just, then we see Charles sweating at the Dungeons and Dragons table with the dice in his hands. Do I have to? Yes. <laughs> Doesn't even have a chance to finish. Oh, so he rolls his dice. He gets a one. Fumble. A nat oh. one. A nat one on a d20. That's like the worst roll you can get. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I just, can we just focus on Dungeons and Dragons for just a second here? <laughs> it is confirmation, hard and true, that Charles is a nerd. Closet nerd. Mm-hmm. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. If mm-hmm. he plays Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> which is role playing, I might. The fact add. that he knows this much about it. Yes, he is he a closet has nerd. Really played it. Yes, <laughs> at yes. some point. And he's probably good at it. But Dungeons and Dragons. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is role playing, is it not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's. Okay, so who's played Dungeons? Mike drop right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I... <laughs> My I husband it. is a, a DM, so he has all the books and the dice and whatever, all that stuff. And I love it. I've actually yeah. never played it, but I can tell you right actually. now, I love it. I've My just husband never... is our DM, and he's sad that he never gets to play because he's the DM. I have, I have a friend who's a DM that got me back into it as an adult, and I'm like, character creation and world creation, like, and going through that, that's like my favorite part of the whole thing. So like him and I will bounce story ideas back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just thought of this thing and you should totally use it at some point. And he's like, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't finished. (laughs) I want to write that down, but slow your roll. (laughs) I think most of my uh, Dungeons and Dragons um, knowledge comes from watching Big Bang Theory, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right i i used to play world of warcraft a lot but i never actually played dungeons and dragons but i can tell you right now i would have loved it it just yeah none of my friends played it and reason can't really play collect, by yourself it's yeah. a reason to collect pretty dice yes that too <laughs> but if you like wow you'll like D. yeah yeah so are we thinking that this might be his secret hobby that he's had for a while hmm I don't know. I feel like it will be more of a big reveal. Like if well, I think that she wouldn't drop this it. This is so. kind of a hint. This yeah. is kind of a hint. I don't yeah. think this is Mongi's big no. reveal on what it actually like, is. Yeah, like you said, I think it's definitely like he played at one point in time in his life. He was probably an avid player back in Wales, you know, back at home. But Maybe. I mean, yeah. again, it does not jive with this corporate, um, like corporate persona that he's per- put up, and he's. I mean, he doesn't have a huge social sphere. So outside of the folks he fences with, nobody really knows him. So I don't see him like getting together with a bunch of friends on yeah. a Saturday night at a table. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he talked to Sam about how he's kind of been introduced to gaming of some kind, right? He hasn't really said whether or not it's their version of World of Warcraft. Or I, I don't think it oh. would be this exactly, because this is oh. more... Um, face-to-face interactive and he doesn't really like you said he doesn't really have a big group of friends that he can just go somewhere and and be this kind of Charles easily Um, Mm -hmm. so 
if you know, if you've seen me on any of these podcasts, you know that I'm like dead set that Charles is Dion. <laughs> I, I'm like one of the few. But yeah. I am dead set that he is. So every time I see just just a little glimpse, I'm like, see, I'm right. <laughs> He's Dion. But what I do see, what I do see is that um, a lot of people who think that it can't be Charles is because um, his personality doesn't allow for it. I see this um, evidence of his panic and his willing to say explosive diarrhea, this, this, uh, this thinking of deep, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I think this is just showing how much we really do not know about Charles. And I don't think we can make those assumptions about him. No, no. Yeah. definitely. I, I'd agree with that because I know a lot of nerds who like bounce from one to the other and don't always play all of them at the same time. Sure, it could be too overwhelming in all honesty. So it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of tools to hobbies like that and a lot of expensive tools to hobbies like yeah. that. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. This is my husband plays D&D all the time. And like, um, I had perfect opportunity to join, but I was like, I'm not learning all those rules. Sorry. <laughs> and all yeah. the characters, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I wonder what character he is. Mm. I feel like he would play something like, I don't know why I feel like he would be the type of person to play a bard, but I do. (laughs) I love it. Love it. I would love to see him sing karaoke or something. Yeah, he's got to let control go before he can can let himself go. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right. So fumbled bollocks and readers say i'm the manipulative one <laughs> that is perfect i, I love, love that, that. Oh, and that little so groan <laughs> and yeah. sam's just like what what what's going on she's so innocent <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah she's so that's innocent. actually one of my my only like real life friend who reads webtoons read this webtoon let's play and um and she doesn't like charles because of this so she says he's manipulative so I give her a that's, whole list of reasons why I think that's Thank like, you for standing up for him. That's that. my husband's. <laughs> I couldn't my be husband there. husband hates Charles because he's like, he's manipulative. He's scummy. I hate him so much. Like, <laughs> I will pass him my phone to read the Fast Pass episode so he can talk about them with me. And then he's, he hands it back to me with like a, oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> my husband loves Charles. <laughs> because he's Charles. This <laughs> 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 totally Charles. Oh. And my last name's Jones. It just works. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Who's um, next? That's Erin. So I think that comes to right. me. So then we now are down at the blood drive and we see the sign that every drop counts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's people on the tables and, you know, the nurse and everything like that. So Charles is still sweating. He has a cold blush on his face. And probably Sam's nauseous like, what do you oh, think that, easily he yeah, and he's squeezing his tie he is that's yeah he is having blush full like blood drained I, oh, no. I love that sam's kind of holding herself too the way she does when she's insecure so we've got charles holding his his tie when he's nervous or upset you know he's, mm-hmm. he's and we've got sam doing her her little clutch here and yep. it's just, she thinks she, Charles is there for her to help keep her strong and she doesn't really realize how 
Addie's doing right now. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a, again, she's completely oblivious to him. Because well, bad. He can't be like this, right? I mean, that's what she's thinking. It's like he's he's the strong one. Oh, it's like in that movie, the new Disney movie. I'm the strong one. I'm not yes. Encanto. Yes, Encanto. <laughs> I love Louise. And I go because I, I know what my worth is. Yeah, right. But under the surface, right? It's yeah. Charles. He's falling apart. Yeah, that's his theme song. Under pressure. <laughs> so she says, "It looks like they've already started. I wonder what we do next." Because again, yeah. she doesn't. She's never been to a blood drive before. She's never been able to donate. But she's also really bad at reading social cues. So <laughs> she's like, "Here we are. Tell me what to do." When obviously, <laughs> well, like protect me please <laughs> and I'm in like, danger <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the nurse oh. hello miss are you here for the blood drive yes we oh, are she looks like such a sweet nurse type right I, <laughs> I know it was so one of the kickstarters I love it when she does this yeah. Longi does this yeah. she said, great let's get started with the screening process and you know there's the blood pressure cuff and she's, and then we get the I'm very sorry miss but I just tested your iron and it seems your levels are too low to give blood. And it's our policy that you need to be above 12 and a half, which I have to say, I haven't been able to donate blood terribly often, but like that finger prick for the iron test, that I think is what hurts the most of when you're donating blood. Yeah. Like, it's uh, ridiculous. My iron always comes in just below that mark too. Like, mm-hmm. and they were like, had you eaten a spoonful of peanut butter before you came in here, it would have spiked your iron up enough for you to give, but I can't let you now. And we can't read you the test in 30 minutes. <laughs> I can, I kind of wonder if it's because of um, them having sex that morning. I don't know. Would that affect her iron level? If she's, if she's more, um, if her health level is kind of low, if that would have kind of worn her out more and maybe make her iron levels lower. I don't know think so it was just usually, a... I mean typically when when women's iron goes low it's usually when they're menstruating anyway because it's the blood loss mm-hmm. so it's and... that iron in your system yeah I guess I was just thinking because she was a virgin maybe there was a little bit of blood loss no it's not I mean no, there can yeah. be some but I mean I definitely I think it must have thrown her off in general but but I, I feel mean, like... we, all, we also know that she's never been the healthiest person. She probably is somebody who's always been on the borderline of anemic most of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mongi does this on purpose to kind of give us little cues that we kind of forget sometimes that she's not in perfect health. And I think sometimes Mongi does this on purpose to just kind of like remind us, you know, she is on the weaker side. She does have all of these little, little uh, episodes and things that are difficult for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Because I think cool. we forget. So Sam shrugs. Oh, it's okay. I wasn't expecting to donate anyway. You know, again, part of the, you know, I'm the boss's daughter. I've got to at least try. And he's not here. He, her dad's not here to stop her. Cause I guarantee you, he's never let her donate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. I mean, he probably wouldn't let have let her. No. So, you know, she's again, she's spreading her wings now that that dad's there her brother's not there to stop you know what that's why I really like Charles he's really the only one that's encouraged it he's Mm -hmm. the only one that's really encouraged that behavior from her exactly and and shown irritation when people treat her the way they do Mm -hmm. yeah very very good point 
Yeah. That you should is what you should say to my dear friend. I need to have you talk to my friend. <laughs> I'd be happy to. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is, I love that he would get irritated when people treated her like a child. And he would show that to her. He wouldn't just hide it. He he would show it to her and then she would kind of see, you know what, he's right. Yeah. I think she really needed a friend like Charles. No yeah, matter what happens. Yeah. And then we she hears a whisper next to her. Adam, I will give you $20 if you place a plaster on my arm and call it quits. <laughs> and she leans back. It doesn't back. even want the finger prick, I bet. No. <laughs> right. She leans back in the chair to look to, across the partition. And then the other nurse says, sir, we only accept blood donations from volunteers. <laughs> and Charles is doing this like, I am trying to reason with you, woman. Please understand what I think. <laughs> like, read she, my mind, please. <laughs> right? She's like, you don't have to if you don't want to, unless you're under some sort of duress. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, of course I'm under duress. Have you met my employer? <laughs> Ruth. Right. Oh, I'm supposed to set an example for the company while he is away, and he expects me to donate in his absence. (laughs) And this woman, and she is, she's probably very confusing. She's probably never had this kind of interaction before at all of the blood drives she's done. I don't know what to tell you, sir, but I'm not going to give you a band aid so you can pretend to donate. Also, can I just say, this is, like, not a very um, thought-out plan, because, you know, you have to sit there in the chair for, like, 10 minutes to donate. Like, nobody's gonna... It's gonna not gonna work. Not, like, <laughs> he just wants to get the Band-Aid, run upstairs. See, I donate it. Yeah. It's kind of like that TikTok of, like, they're gonna know. No one's gonna know. <laughs> they're gonna know. <laughs> How would they even know? Smart. Had he been smart, he would have, like, paused on the way down like paused some had samara pause somewhere so he could go to the first aid kit and grab a band-aid for himself grab a band-aid and a cotton ball nobody would know how would they know exactly not thinking straight well i mean (laughs) yeah whatever yeah let's just say he's not thinking well and at this point i mean the last time i donated they did like the big cotton gauze thing and then like the big like red medical tape around your arm like it's not a band-aid that they just slap on like I looked like I had a tourniquet on my arm for like a ha- like an hour or two after He could have at least band-aided his finger and been like, oh, they told me I can't. I iron was iron. Low. <laughs> right. iron. Sorry, I, I dis- I'm disqualified. You should have told them that it's explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have explosive diarrhea. I don't think it's, I can't sit for <laughs> 30 minutes for the donation. <laughs> And so she, and she responds with, well, my integrity as a phlebotomist, I will give you $200 for it. What arm do you want it on? (laughs) That's a pretty good price for a Band-Aid. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The whole episode was hilarious. Fantastic. (laughs) So many funny lines. I love that Sam's just listening to this whole interaction. Right. And I, I, I know, right? He thinks like he's right next to her. Like he thinks, it's, it's right? Like there, like it's its own room. He's he has he has such tunnel vision trying to get out of this whole blood blood drive. Is yeah. truth be told, he looks like his iron's low, <laughs> and he's probably raising his voice as he's doing this and not even realizing because well, I mean, that yeah. octave. <laughs> I will give you two hundred dollars. 
Right? <laughs> I would even think, I mean, if they're testing, if, I mean, I saw the blood pressure cuff earlier when they were telling Samara that she couldn't donate. I'm like, if they're going to take, I don't think he'd be able to pass it just on a blood pressure check alone. His blood pressure has got to be through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, poor Charles. Poor Charles. And yet we laugh. We laugh. So hard. <laughs> Oh, it's awful. funny because it's realistic it is well and, and it's funny because it's not happening to us <laughs> and it's not happening to sam to be fair right it's, yeah. it's happening to charles it's happening well, it's presented to as funny also it, it all has to do with like mommy's treatment you know oh, like yeah. she could have made it this. bad or whatever but it's true panic attacks aren't funny but no. the way she does it she's explosive diarrhea you know yeah. there's <laughs> helps us see it in a positive humorous light and somehow (laughs) through the tone you feel you don't feel like it's this super sad serious like oh no he's genuinely afraid it's oh hey um he's afraid of needles and by the way um we're gonna try and put him through a blood drive and see what (laughs) happens yeah he hasn't he hasn't shut down yet he's still in he's still in fight or flight he's still in how can i get out of this I'm going to work. I, I'm going to get out of this. But yeah, he hasn't quite ceased functioning yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone from flight mode to that mode where you like, you make the list of everything that has to get done and you shut down other than that list mm-hmm. until the crisis is resolved. Mm-hmm. He is yep. definitely in crisis mode right now. Yep. Well, Jen, I believe this is where you pick up. Yes. So. Samara is all of a sudden behind his chair going, Charles, is that really how you feel? And he's just like, oh no. <laughs> and then you see him look back like. He looks just like a little Samara, kid right here. Right? Like, that, like um, Samara, I just like, it's okay, Charles. I'll take care of it. Ma'am, this man won't be giving blood today. Can he be excused? And she's as she places her arm, her hand on his shoulder. The look on Charles's face that he defeated looks like a kid that got in trouble, and she's like his mom coming to the principal's office to bail him out. Yeah. It, it does. It doesn't look quite like relief. It looks almost like shame. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's me. I got caught. <laughs> I think it's also like the the role reversal. I think now is the first time that he's realizing I'm not the. I think before it wasn't like he didn't think about his image, but now I think. It is like he's like you said, shame, ashamed to think of his weakness and, and to show Sam his weakness and to not always be the confident one with her. Well, he's always been the one to help her through her anxieties and struggles. And now this is the first time where she's the one helping him in the exact same type of situation. Well, yeah. and, she's, and she's dealing with it like she she doesn't even hesitate. She's like, nope, I got you. I will take care of this. And I'm sure this isn't even just necessarily, I will take care of this in this immediate moment. This is, I will speak to my father when he gets home. Like, do not worry. This is never, this is never going to blow this won't back be an on issue again. anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I also kind of feel, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like she's in this moment really relating to him and just like, dude, I know how you feel, you know? Well, I mean, I think this, this phrase that she says, Uh, before is this how you really feel I mean this is the first time she's seeing this part of Charles this uh, not um, cool collected Charles right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I mean even hearing his opinion of his employer 
Like, of course I'm under duress. This is oh. his, his, pa- oh. he, she, she heard that. She heard how yeah. he yeah. can feel so much under pressure from her dad that he feels like he has to put himself in this situation that makes him this uncomfortable. That he has to bribe the phlebotomist <laughs> to put a bandaid on his arm. But that's, this is, yeah. she is, and so I think it also is a big deal because the anxiety is technically almost being caused because of her father. Um, if he didn't have this, you know, take charge yeah. command <laughs> from her, his employer, then. Mm. But she's so also I, kind of realizing that she put him in this situation mm, that she, yeah. without realizing it that he's uncomfortable with. And it's, oh, I, I, I almost get this vibe of, oh, crap, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that this was as big of an issue for you. And here I am asking you to essentially confront one of your biggest fears. <laughs> Can we just point out how sweet it was, really, that he held her hand? at the hospital when she was getting poked if it was this bad that was a bigger deal than we we really yeah took mm. took it for i guess because it's bad this is bad <laughs> yeah yeah so and, and i love how Sam, sorry <laughs> no go ahead mindy uh, yeah i love how Sam becomes assertive like the last time we saw her get assertive was when she was you know standing up for lucy or when she also did the same thing for charles like on the phone with the customer so you know, suddenly she goes from being shy and reserved and non-confrontational to being able to stand up for people that she cares about, which is fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And then the, the, that redheaded nurse, again, volunteers. Like, <laughs> You're not going to tie him <laughs> down. And this that's how I read a, that. <laughs> this is going to be a blood drive that she, story that she tells for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get my $200. Right. <laughs> Oh, and Sam's just like, you see her arm shaking a little bit, but she's like, come on, let's get you out of here. Like, now, what's, it's, I don't know. I thought it was the, more I like a was more rub, like, like she's yeah, rubbing his shoulder, like, let's get, let's, let's get you out of here as opposed to like, she's nervously shaking. I mean, I feel like she shakes a lot. So I just took it as shaking <laughs> <laughs> and you could be right. But I, I, I kind of took it as a, I see her as but confident and calm right now. Yeah. She's already it's, it's decided pat, pat. she's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I stand corrected. Um, now that, now I can see it now that you pointed it out and I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm like, and in Charles's panic, like the panic lines that Mongi draws are much more like wibbly wobbly. Ash marks in it and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's just very much more animated. And you can tell that they're whispering here, like, because they've got those dotted lines around all the bubbles um and then they're walking out and he's like Samara I and she's like we can talk about it later (laughs) like you don't have to admit this here yeah well I mean he's got this like sweat mark you can tell that he's looks like he's calming down a little bit because the threat is leaving and Mm. but he's still got this trepidation of what he's the conversation is going to be like when um he has to actually come clean about his fear and his anxiety yeah and then we get to the next panel and they both just look up surprised and jump when they hear hey you two Gotta love it, um and it's Uman <laughs> <laughs> laying on the blood drive table talking to them and he's like why don't you pop a squat and get tapped 
am I missing some lingo here? So just have, have a, a seat. Pop, it's it's, it's like saying have a seat. It's like and get tapped for it. Get the needle in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he goes free steak meal if you do. And I feel like he, he's like missing finger guns here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one hand's holding the ball that they tell you you have to keep squeezing to make sure that everything's flowing. But yeah, uh-huh. like he's like one hey, step tapped. away from like hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so this is pretty like. They get free steak meal like that's every blood type I've been to has been like donuts or something, you know. Well, this right. Free steak meal is that's from Mr. From Young. the company. Ah, right. yeah. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a reward for donations from the company. And Charles, just the next panel of Charles was just I looked at that and went, Oh, oh poor baby. Because <laughs> he's like, <gasps> and it's literally that. Yeah. His soul leaving his body. <laughs> I didn't think he could get any paler. <laughs> or eyes get wider. <laughs> or sweatier. Oh, he is probably so clammy right now. <laughs> and then all you see is like, this is what Charles is seeing and focusing in on. And it's Umed's arm with the thing in it. And you hear it's a thump. Like his heartbeat starting to like... <laughs> and then it zooms in and it focuses in on that needle in his arm the thump which to be fair that part is always covered <laughs> they don't just leave it like that when you get yeah. your blood drawn but um yeah i don't remember it being covered either really but... oh it's been a while since i've donated well and like the the, the needle itself isn't covered but i like i mean she shows it there that the, like the little the connector piece to the tube is like they tape everything down so yeah it's not just like hanging out willy-nilly but yeah he is looking specifically at where the needle is poking into the skin that is what he's looking at yes and he's focusing in on that and that next panel where he he zooms in that focus onto where that needle is going on into the arm and you can see the little sparkle (laughs) on the metal you can hear that thump, 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 thump. With, yeah. with the bigger pimp pr- uh, the bigger print the thump <laughs> and all of a sudden we got a panel of Samara going not today I'm afraid we didn't pass the screening and you see sway as Charles is just like going down <laughs> like a ton of bricks <laughs> dropping like a log as and she's hearing him fall and she's turning around like Charles and he just drops and it's Charles <laughs> why did it have to be the end of the episode right? oh man yeah on Vatek uh, <laughs> oh. now we can take bets on whether we're resuming here or somewhere else <laughs> I know right right oh, my well, goodness. so the thing this this whole experience with Charles though so my mom has this it's called vasal vagal syncope so if my mom donates blood, her blood pressure bottoms out because of the, and it's like, once it's in and once, like she could look at the needle once it's in and once it's in, it's fine. But her in, in that don in that process of just like getting her to that point, her blood pressure bottoms out and she will drop, she will pass out. Cause there was a, um, it took years for her to figure out what this was. Uh, they were doing a bone marrow, like testing thing and blood drive. 
And my mom's like, she knew at that point that this is the thing that happened. She's like, if you just lay me down and put my knees up, I will be fine. And the nurse was like, no, no, I've done this hundreds of times, honey. It'll be fine. And sure enough, (laughs) the woman puts the needle in my mom's arm. She goes down like a sack of bricks. And my dad's like, I don't know her. (laughs) But yeah, once my mom found out what it was, it's like, she's like, and now she knows this is all she has to do to take care of it. I mean, like, she doesn't have the same she doesn't like needles to be fair but like she doesn't and so she's probably not like this probably wouldn't solve all of charles's problems but like like that right there his blood i'm like his blood pressure bottomed out he has gone down he has passed out he's just this is it his soul left his body in that gasp and who can knows I just, when it'll be back <laughs> can i just say i remember two things two things that are exactly the same as Samara. You mentioned how somebody mentioned who he was must be really sweaty and clammy now. Do you remember when she was holding hands with Link and then he has, I know now's a bad time to say, but your hand's really sweaty, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then when she talks about how the last time she tried to speak publicly, she passed out and hit her head on the podium. (laughs) I'm just like, they really yes. they really do it, it's different different things that cause it but really they they have the exact same experiences he doesn't have um, asthma and he doesn't hyperventilate but man he might have been close just... to when he was in his office like he was he might have been like on the verge of hyperventilating trying to yeah. get out of that yeah yeah oh my goodness but that vasovagal sympathy the vasovagal whatever syncope syncope Syncope. I'm like, why can't I get that last word? (laughs) Vasovega syncope. It can be associated with fear and anxiety because it like, it brings your blood pressure up and then all of a sudden it's like drops. And a lot of people actually will do that with um, fear of blood or needles. It's actually a very common response for people Mm -hmm. who have a severe phobia for those things. It's a medical diagnosis. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, can I? Oh, I wanted to say I love how Sam said that we we didn't pass the screening. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yep. she didn't have to I'm mention. Ready. Yeah, she didn't mention his fear or anything. She took care of it, like you said. She was just going to handle it. We didn't pass the screening. Nope. Yep. And yeah. Umed probably would have been like, "Yeah, no worries. Maybe yeah. next time." Yep. And that's totally something that he could have said to her dad, too, is like, oh, you know, Samara and I went down and neither of us passed the screening. Unfortunately, <laughs> him passing out, that's going to be a little harder to pass off as. In front of everyone. Well, Luckily, it's <laughs> probably just in front of Umid and hopefully he's more of his friend. I'm like, not necessarily. I mean, if his, if his iron levels are low. <laughs> right. <laughs> his blood pressure is high, right? Yeah, blood pressure is high. Iron levels are low. Not a you good know. candidate. He obviously had a blood pressure problem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is why I didn't pass the screening. Sorry, Mr. Young. (laughs) I know. Oh, poor guy. Uh, No, I am really curious. I just see like how is the relationship going to, you know, are they gonna have a sit down? And you know, is is Charles gonna be vulnerable with Sam and finally open up about his fears instead of Sam opening up about hers? Yeah, and is Sam going to see him more on her level as opposed to somebody who's so much more above her? Mm. I don't mm. feel like Charles tries to make himself that way with her. I feel like he's actually come down a lot um, when he's with her, but just still the way she sees him, just the way she sees him or imagines what he's thinking. 
-hmm. I just want to know if she'll kind of humanize humanize him a little bit more. I where hope so I, oh. same, but where he passed out, I'm also thinking like, are they going to send him to the hospital? Like, oh, yeah. she know she knows hospitals pretty well, and I feel like that's going to be a huge way for her to be able to support him if he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, nice I don't one. think they necessarily, I mean, unless he hits his head, I don't think they'd necessarily they send him to the hospital. They'll probably put him on one of the tables that's not being used and be like, put your knees up, or, yeah. you know, give him a juice box and some cookies. They'll That'd treat him like everybody else. <laughs> Drinking out of a little apple juice cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just feel like, um, uh, I really don't know where she, where Mongi's going to take this story. But what a really cool kind of bonding experience that Sam and Charles can have right now before the storm, because we know the storm's coming. We know that something shady's going down with um, Mr. Lawson, and we have, you know, Mr. Young knows that they've been canoodling, and he is not happy about it. Um, we have the job offer. There's a lot up in the air right now, mm -hmm. and we don't really know where this is going to go, but I'm really happy we got this this moment while it was really stressful for Charles I think it'll turn out to be kind of a special yeah like you said a, for, a good bonding moment yeah 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 he has to be real I mean he's he's been needing to be vulnerable for a long time um, yeah and we've and seen moments we've, we've seen moments where he can be vulnerable where he's starting to be a little bit more vulnerable but you're so right he just well, um, where he's trying to open up, like when she's asking him questions and he's trying to answer them as honestly as he can, he hasn't been as honest with himself at the effect that his ex-wife has taken on him. But I think he's tried to be a little bit more mm. open, uh, open with her in some respects. I mean, or that conversation that they had um, when he was talking to her about uh, him starting a new world of playing games you know, he's, he tries to open up to her in ways that he doesn't open up to other people, but you're right. There's, there's so much under that surface we haven't even yeah. tapped into yet. So, but relating to what you were saying, like, I feel like also this is the first relationship that he's had in a while that hasn't been kind of contractual mm -hmm. in nature. Yeah. And it's like they tried to make it box. contractional, but it's, it's not, this is totally not oh, the no. same type of thing. Yeah. I think he wanted he tried to make it go that way in the beginning and then realized like that's not how like I don't want that with this person he can't and be that kind of yeah. basically I jumped think he's still the in the process of admitting that to himself like mm -hmm. he said it to her mm -hmm. he said it to her in that car you know whether it was the other day or this morning like this isn't a relationship relationship like we can continue to explore each other but like it's not we're we're not a thing we're not going steady kind of a thing but like I think he's still in the pro I think watching her sit down in the meeting <laughs> and struggle through that which was adorable related to that real hard <laughs> but yeah I think she I think he's still in the process of admitting to himself that it's not gonna just be uh, let's have fun together. Let's learn together. Like this is a learning experience for you. I think he's still in the process of admitting to himself that she's more than just a, a good, she's more than just a tutoring session. 
for him. Like there is more. She thinks. Yeah. Well, I, I think. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't see him and Eva ever working out because uh, oh, no Eva way. had some feelings for him, but he, as soon as that happened, he was out, he was gone. He did not have that thawing of the heart experience with Eva. And I don't think anybody, it had to be somebody special to be able to get him to open up like that. And mm -hmm. he was not prepared for it at all. He did not think it was actually happening. But the funny thing was, is even before they started this contractual agreement, um, mm -hmm. he was already breaking his rules with them. He was already um, becoming more attached when he said, you make me hope, you make me vulnerable, mm -hmm. you make me question, you make, you know, he had already broken all of his rules that he had set in place before he even said them to Sam. And why that's, I, he, he's just trying to hold on to that um, control control that, that he had chain. yes he's just trying to hold on to that because that's what helped him cope through um all of this pain that he'd been suffering for so long uh, that was the only thing that was keeping him going uh but now he's got a safe place in sam and it's starting to thaw out he was able to break through that ring shield that was surrounding his heart so now his hearts are all but thawed and now he's able to actually feel again and he's growing closer to Sam than she's growing to him. And that's because she still sees him the way mm -hmm. he portrayed himself, the way he said, I'm a grumpy old go. You, you know, she does care for him, but I think she's having to hold back because of how she sees him. And she's she just trying doesn't. to respect his boundaries. Yeah, but she doesn't see what she does to him and what he's already gone through and what he's already let go of um, because of his relationship with her. So. Mm -hmm as somebody who does like, I am definitely a charm shipper, but I feel like they've been building this sort of friendship that's a good base for a relationship without even realizing that they're doing it. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I like Marshall a lot. He's a sweetheart, but they do, he just does not have the same <laughs> connection that um, Charles has. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Marshall, okay. Marshall's the good friend and they're going to support they support each other through the stuff that they both need to go through like she'll help Sam will help him with the programming side of things and he'll help her with following your dream things for her next game and stuff like that mm -hmm. and that will get him out of his funk but Marshall, yeah but Marshall's the bestie that's like totally friend zoned <laughs> yeah. but he's happy there like I don't think yeah. he's going to be sad there mm. nope yeah, I think there's also not enough time to to build a romantic relationship with Marshall because we've been developing Charles since like the beginning, and we we know it'll end in season four, and we're already like halfway through season three. So I don't think there's enough time to to go into in a romantic direction. Yeah, I know. I think Marshall will flounder a little bit and maybe think that that's happening, but it once it gets shut down, and be like, oh, that's not what that was at all, and I'm mm -hmm. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. I think there's a lot of good things that are going to happen with Marshall, hopefully soon, but um, that boy I think you're win. right. He does, but <laughs> I keep thinking about the lessons that each pe person is having to learn. Mongi has 
has surrounded this story with uh, people's trauma and trials that they have to go through. I mean, Link and him uh, recovering from the loss of his father, which we got to see kind of in hindsight. Um, Marshall having this taco heart, you know, where he's he's caring so much for everybody else, but not for himself. In all honesty, I kind of feel like, you know, how we sometimes have those endings where somebody just needs to be okay alone, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's Sam in this case. She's fine alone. No. You know, she's been alone most mm -hmm. of her life. Marshall is the one that needs to be okay within his own skin. Yeah. Uh, Self-love. I mean, I would love for him to get with uh, Monica again, but who knows what's going to happen oh, in that arena. Yeah, they probably <laughs> aren't as a good fit. Um, yeah, I mean, kids are important, last, I'm going to say. After the last yeah. episode, I was like, I my yeah. heart broke because I was like, oh. Yeah. But it made me understand, yeah, they really did need the separation. And maybe they'll just be able to be really, really, really good friends. And I just feel like if anybody needs to learn this lesson of being okay alone, it's Marshall slash Ben. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to call him anymore. <laughs> and, and based on his interactions with Sam's friends, like, I definitely think like he might end up being that person that just brings their group fully together. Yeah. Which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Is. And there's a good place for yeah. him to be where he can learn to be himself and be happy and not have to find fulfillment within a relationship right mm -hmm. so we get that lesson we learn that lesson that's great um but that's not the lesson that charles needs to learn that's not the lesson yep. that sam needs to learn um sam needs to be to learn to be confident in herself and be able to see herself as a as a woman and not as a little child she she needs to learn to stand up for herself and charles is teaching her that and charles needs to learn to have faith in people again he needs to learn to um have friends again and learn obviously to love again and, and so then, it's because yeah, let of, go these... of that control a little bit let yeah exactly else take the lead let every him now and then. be himself with other people around him and be able to yeah so yeah. those are the lessons that I hope get learned throughout this and why I'm hoping that Charles and Sam is end game because they see that as more healthy than any other mm -hmm. combination so. you want to know what I really want to see at the end I want to see I'll see the Bowser, forgive Marshall. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yes. let him love him. <laughs> just needs some pets. <laughs> just needs to pet him Aww. once. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe that will be his, you know, end game. Of <laughs> him. Okay, right? No, Bowser sees that, that would is, be enough for Ben. This pinnacle of really? self-love. <laughs> yeah, that is like, my Marshall end game. <laughs> I could see that. Like, I really could. I could see that being okay for Marshall. That's, that's like the dog. Oh, all good. the puppers. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I thought you were yeah. going to say a, a Bowser Dino wedding. <laughs> no, Bowser's, awesome. Bowser's that true love adorable. is Princess Peach. <laughs> Princess right? Peach. Yep. He's already got his true love. Or Plum. Yes. It's Princess Plum. Princess Plum. Yep. <laughs> that's a good trivia question. <laughs> Yeah, Monkey yes. did a, a, a trivia for patrons and it was 20 questions. For the first 10 questions, it was like split in half. I was number one and I was like really scoring very well. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. No. The next 10 questions, I literally got half of the wrong and I was like, okay, oh, no. God is telling me to be more humble. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Yes. But well, this definitely was bonus content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Imelda, Esther, I'm watching you people, Taurus, Poppy Seed, Marie, Jen, Emily, Jean, Jen, Aaron, D, K, Lily, Becca, Stiranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Daniel, Teresa, and Mrs. Castaldo. Your support is truly appreciated.